0: Nell gripped the bamboo handle of her carpet bag so hard the grain of the wood was probably dented into her fingertips. Tom's son? Charlie? For a moment she forgot how to breathe, and every cell in her body screamed with denial. And yet it would make sense in a horrible sort of way. Both were tall with pale hair and blue eyes. It would explain the way she'd been naturally drawn to the cheerful lad who was determined to make his way despite his handicap much like a young Tom had decided to survive amid the flotsam of a London slum. Without Tom and Wink, the two eldest of their little band of pickpockets and vampire hunters, Nell, her half-brothers Piers and little Jamie McCann, would never have survived. Instead, they'd become a family, long before they were adopted, and four of them shared a legal name. She took a deep breath, wishing she could scream at him. He'd promised her... Three years ago, she'd found out about Tom's hasty marriage at 19 to rescue a pregnant barmaid from her abusive father. Nell had been furious. She hadn't known until now just how badly he'd broken her trust. She'd assumed Tom was being noble and rescuing a relative stranger. The girl had disappeared the next day with Tom's wallet, and Nell and the rest of the family had thought perhaps it had all been a hoax. Unfortunately, The Order's barrister had judged it legal, putting an end to Nell's hopes forever. Still, she'd never imagined that this other woman had been carrying Tom's child. It seemed fate wasn't through heaping cruelties on her head. Nell had always wondered why Tom hadn't filed for an annulment on grounds of desertion. Now, she understood. Not only had he broken his promises to come back and marry Nell, he hadn't even bothered to be faithful. "'Nell,' no, he began, a look of pity on his face, that was possibly the worst insult of all. "'I know we—' she cut him off with a lifted hand. "'Well, I suppose we need to find Charlie.' "'She despised the quiver that invaded her voice. "'For everyone's sake, we should start with the nearest train station. "'There's only the main Cornwall line toward either Falmouth or Plymouth.' "'The station was perhaps a twenty-minute canter by road from the tiny village that was home to the school.' The men had rented horses from the station to come to the school, meaning Tom was fretting about the absence of a steam car. Yes. The ragged edges in Tom's tone hurt something, low in her gut. No matter how he'd betrayed her, she couldn't bear to see him in pain. I've searched almost a decade for anyone named Barrowcloth, Barkley, Barrow, Berkeley, Barry and so on. I've never even heard the name Berrycloth, though I think I'd have noticed if I'd seen it anywhere. "'Me either,' she said. "'You know, if she married you under a false name, you might be able to contest it. Piers, at twenty, had been the youngest man ever to pass the British barrister's examination. When Nell had first learned of Tom's situation, she'd pestered her younger brother with questions. Perhaps this new information would change things, prove once and for all that he wasn't married.' "'I know,' but that wouldn't change the other circumstances. We've both been illegitimate now, or at least believed we were. Do you think I would willingly inflict that on any child? Even one who might not be mine? Of all people, you know how vicious our society can be. There wasn't much he could say to that. He stood. Come on, show me the boy's room. Then you can say your goodbyes while I nip down to the train station. After finding absolutely no clues in Charlie's room... She saw Tom out, then went to the teacher's parlor, hoping Roger would be there, waiting to take her into supper. She took several deep breaths before pushing open the door and stepping inside. Now!